Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, the wait is over, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is here, and we have to talk about it. All that and more of a set we have no control over. If you're a woman over 40, dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Welcome, my friends. Trio of heroes! <laughs> I know. I love the movies. I love because we're always, always back together. Me too. I love it. And it's just crazy that uh, uh, it's been like two two months since a Marvel thing. And that it's weird that that feels like a long time. Um, we're going to do a, a news episode <laughs> this week, I think, because apparently Kevin Feige came out and said that like... They're slowing he- down? He's, yeah, they're slowing down their content release, which I think is a good move for Marvel. I think it's even a good move for uh, shows like ours, because I think like at some point they, they're burning people out, yeah. having something every week. But uh, but it's sad. I want more, not less. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Exactly. Like, so when much, when sitting through this movie, I was like, at what point? I, like, I don't know when the next thing is, because I know it shouldn't mm-hmm. be Guardians. Like there should be a show before then, right? I don't know yeah. when the next thing is releasing. We they haven't told us. Yep. So we're just planning weeks and weeks of quantum mania coverage. It's funny we had that little um, schedule above feedback, and we are way down to the bottom because everything got pushed back and dates got changed for yeah, so no many dates. movies. Yeah. Uh, the the movies are there, but there's no dates for shows yet. Like just none. And I think they're. I think it's because they're still making decisions. Um, I wonder if some of those things are just in the can, ready to go. They're just like, when do we drop this? Like, when's the time? You know, tomorrow is tomorrow good. <laughs> oh man, if they yeah, if they announced they were dropping it tomorrow. Uh, okay, let's get into the uh, the, the 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 spoiler free reaction for just like a minute. Uh, what what'd you think, Ashley? I really liked it. It was very cute. It was fun. Um, I I don't know. I guess the whole time I was expecting something to happen more dramatic the trailer was very dramatic compared to like all the other ant-man trailers are a lot of fun like guardians ones like the new guardian trailer is very dramatic too and i guess like i just expected a little bit more evil from kang i really Mm. loved everything he did but i i wanted i don't know maybe a little more but i really i did like it i thought it was the jokes were funny they they had it was it was cute in the best way Yeah, man, I agree with you. I think that there, there was the trailer felt a little more epic. I think this was pretty epic, and there's some pretty great things in there. But I do think that like um, 
There, it, I'll get into it once the spoiler section gets here. Sure. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? I feel like it was a little bit of a, a departure from the tone of the Ant-Man franchise. Because, like, mm. so far the Ant-Man franchise has been, like, it, it's been that fun around a heist kind of thing. And, like, that's been the the way that things have gone. And just, like, in this one, the scale and scope of everything is just so mm-hmm. much different from previous ant-man outings and it kind of it affects the tone of it and it affects the the fun that it that it the movie and the actors get to have and not to say they didn't have fun like they obviously were still having fun (laughs) it just it felt different it felt different from the other two and and again not to say that that's a bad thing it just you have to have different expectations with this one compared to the others I agree with that. I don't think this movie's less fun, but I think that it is a different kind of fun. It's a little less goofy. For the most part, there's a few scenes that are really goofy. The thing that blew me away, that really surprised me about this, was the amount of world building we got oh, for the yeah. Quantum Realm. Um, and I, I'll, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about it in the, uh, uh, in the after the spoilers alert, but the world building of this thing was so much broader than expected. And like some of the quantum realm characters really got more depth than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. And I'm more interested in those characters going forward. Like I, I'm like, I'm really excited to revisit the quantum realm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In a way it felt like they introduced, this felt almost as big as when they introduced the cosmos to us, which I think is what they were going for. It's right. like they introduced the quantum realm. This is a whole new realm of storytelling. They could delve into if they wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. The secret universe under our own. That's right. That's right. I like Very it. tiny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the scope of the movie is still small, but uh, it was <laughs> it had really big stakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Well, <laughs> bigger than bigger than anyone knew. Bigger than anyone knew. Um in yep. the movie. What let's let's get to that spoiler alert. Are you ready to scream your head off some spoiler at us, Jeff? Sure. All right, guys, we're going to go into the spoiler section now, but uh, if, if, you're, if you're just joining us and you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, go see it. It's really good. If you're a Marvel fan, you will like it, uh, we'll, and we're going to get into the spoilers. Um, spoilers in three, two, one. My name is Darren, and I am not a dick! <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, I really didn't mind any of that. I, I loved what they did with it. I thought it was hysterical, because there's no good way to kind of do that seriously. To do MODOK? To do MODOK? Seriously? No, there's no way. He's a giant face with like little little arms and legs. Like it is the most ridiculous villain. It's Darren. (laughs) (laughs) That made it so funny. Like him being Darren instead of MODOK, or them calling him Darren. It's so funny. I love that he got to keep his his mind. Like he wasn't like he wasn't broken down and rebuilt as far as like mental capacity. He was still Darren, but just you know, physically changed. And, yep. <laughs> pulled him with and, then, little... and he was like, no, no, my name's Modoc. <laughs> when Scott was like, Darren, I'm, can you hear me? Darren, Darren. Yep. <sighs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite things. Modoc. <laughs> I love how, how like Darren just What's let up? it go for so long. Like let, let him go. Fi- he didn't even go like, <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah. He just like, let it go completely silent. He's just like, he's clearly not talking to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the things that Peyton Reed or the writers of this and, and the directors do really well is they they'll have a joke that doesn't feel like it's a joke until the punchline hits. Yep. Like a lot of jokes in movies feel like, hey, it's a setup and a punchline. In this, it is a lot of times like it feels like just regular dialogue or like he's panicking because he can't hear Darren. He's like, Darren, Darren, yeah. Darren. Oh, God, and the comms are he's out. He's such a comical yeah. genius. Paul it, Rudd, yeah. they're very lucky. For sure, for sure. And then the punchline just hits and you're like, it just relieves tension you didn't even know was there. <laughs> you know, it's really, really good. Yep. I was talking about the world building. I guess now that we're in the spoilers, I just did not expect, like, we, we saw some of these characters in the trailer and I just assumed they'd all be bad guys, you know, like that the <laughs> quantum realm was going to be like a world of, you know, maybe there'd be different factions, you know, Kang and then other people. We talked a lot about that, but it was going to be an, like a very hard to survive environment with lots of risk, you know? And like the fact that when they get there, they end up in this like little troop of rebels. And then they do this <laughs> world building where it really feels almost like a star Wars style world where like, you've got these docks and you've got the kind of upper cantina. crust people. Yeah. You've got a cantina scene. You've got <laughs> this, uh, you got a guy that's obsessed with holes. And that was really, really wonderful. <laughs> I have like, holes. Can- he I didn't know adorable. he could do that. He's like, I don't have any holes. What? How many do you have? He's like, he has seven. One, two. I love that, that Scott sat there like, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, that was one of those moments. That was exactly one of those moments I'm talking about where right. you didn't know that was why he was pausing. It seemed like he was pausing because he was contemplating his like decision or something because they yep. were trying to like get him to, and he like paused for a really long time and then goes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Such a good joke. Such a good joke. <laughs> I love that. It's a style of humor that I don't, I don't feel like is uh, common enough. It's really good. Yep. I You know, I, I feel like this movie did a lot of that type of joke, but also did uh, the joke where somebody suddenly realizes something and interrupts the entire conversation. Like when Modoc was talking about his, you know, his name, like uh, mechanized organism designed only for killing and scott was like mm-hmm. oh it's an acronym oh, it's an acronym yeah i get it it's an acronym yeah it's really like, good completely cut him off in the middle of his like villainous die or monologue yep and it's really really great i love that i love that so much <laughs> bill murray i enjoyed his little character cameo i was like what is he gonna do when i saw him in the trailer but i thought it was perfect yeah it really was and there's so many characters that I would I would watch a quantum realm movie tomorrow. Yep. Like <laughs> yeah. those rebels and like who fills the power of a vacuum left behind by Kang. All of the buildings are alive. All the buildings are Your alive. Your buildings are dead? <laughs> Yours aren't? <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they talked about the fact that there are worlds on top of worlds on top of worlds. So like this is just one little section of the quantum realm where Kang has been setting up his little empire. But like, and he's been apparently like, conquering more space out in the quantum realm so are there multiple plant when they say there's multiple worlds i don't know if they mean like and they say multiple worlds on top of worlds is can you go smaller and I be can't. on sm- even smaller worlds i gotta tap out when i even think about our universe that's like way too much i start to be like Ugh. you know it's, it's so just hey, what do you mean what do you mean by infinity like what do you mean it goes on forever <laughs> like i can't i can't think about that right now so worlds upon worlds i'm like Ugh. <laughs> I just started to get the multiverse. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Not at all. <laughs> 
I'm me somewhere else, but maybe cooler. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe there I have powers. It's every everything all <laughs> everywhere all at once. It's, I'm the worst version of myself. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm that yep, zero. Yep. That's the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For I sure. love the 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 kind of exposition that we got from Kang a little bit about you know multiverse and why he's there and like you know he had the the two rings of timelines uh, that were above mm-hmm. uh, you know, on top of each other and like kind of wherever they were intersecting things were exploding and like that's where the incursions were happening it was so cool I bet it looked cool on IMAX you know I also <laughs> saw it in standard so oh you yeah, did? I did yeah I did too yeah okay you didn't have it stolen from you. Yeah, no, it no. was it was not robbed from me. <laughs> yeah, going in my theater was like, sorry, roads closed. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, the Hang theater's on. not working, so you can get in line and pick a standard uh, choice mm. or get a refund or pick a, t- a ticket for another day. So I turn around and the line is around the entire thing because everyone was there for the four o'clock IMAX show, which was oh, sold out. Gosh. And I'm like, I'm not going to get a good seat. Like, I'm very picky. Um we got through five o'clock. They were like, it's good. So we went, we had a drink. We came back. They gave me the tickets for the 4.30 show. So I walk in, it's the scene where in, they're in the car and I'm like, oh shit, we were supposed to be back here at 4.30. And they're like, no, we got the five o'clock. So we had to go to the other side of the theater. Well, first I had to ask like, what's up with my tickets? And they had no idea. They're just all shoulders at me. And I'm like, well, I'm all shoulders <laughs> at them. Like, what are we supposed to do right now? And this kid walks up with the Ant-Man bucket and a drink and it's 4.58. I was like, what time is your showing? He was like five. I was like, what theater are you? And he was like 14. I was like, we're coming with you, buddy. He was, they were like, oh yeah, just go. So I'm like, the whole thing's probably going to be sold out. We walked in, just the three of us walked in together. No one else in there. So we sat in the middle and he sat like right in front of us, which is fine, community. And then two other people came in alone and they sat right with us. And then two other people, we were in this little cluster and I was like, this is cool. It was yeah. seven people <laughs> on our 720p screen <laughs> and we were silent <laughs> <laughs> i was at the three o'clock which is often uh not that full but today it was completely dead because there's really bad storms down in like mississippi and alabama today and so a lot of people just didn't come that were planning to i think i know i had friends cancel so i'm, I'm assuming a lot of other people canceled but i was like i'm going i'm gonna <laughs> drive home in the storm it's fine pansies <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally was told, told uh, my friends, I was like, yeah, if, it, if it's storming that bad, I'm just trapped at the theater, I guess. I'm, but I'm going to go see the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully I can make it in time for the podcast. But I told Jeff to be ready to run the live stream just in case I didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And I did nothing because I had entirely complete faith that you would just be fine. <laughs> I did not do that thing you asked. I was really upset when I messaged you guys. I didn't think I was going to be able to see it because the line was like, you know, snaked yeah. around the theater, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I, that's that's terrible. That's you know terrible. what was funny though, and this just shows that we're the best kind of people. Not <sighs> what the people who were there at four o'clock to see this movie are all fans, and everybody, you know, we're all nerds. Nobody yeah, yeah. was upset. Everyone was like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. What do I got to yeah. do over there? You just got that solve long the line. Oh, okay. Not one. I didn't hear anybody except me." With my arms crossed. <laughs> you were the asshole? Yeah, well, I was mumbling to myself, and I was like, the whole point of this movie, like, is it's in the quantum realm, and it's supposed to be IMAX. I had the best seats right in the middle. I always get the same seats. I like how yeah. you're like, 
this just shows that we're the best type of people. No one was complaining except for me. It's like it shows that everyone else was the best kind of people. Yeah. I need I need that magic. I need that IMAX magic to really fill in it. And it needs to be loud. Kitty fell asleep twice. She's gonna be upset that I said that. Twice. How? <gasps> Right, but if it was an IMAX, it wouldn't have happened. So I, that's my only problem with standard is it's so quiet. Yeah. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> back to the movie. Let's talk about this movie. It's got so much we haven't gotten to. Um, yeah, one of the things we were talking about beforehand is the change in tone from the tra- uh, The trailer felt very epic. thing that I expected fully based on the trailer was some deaths. Oh, yeah. I really thought we might get some deaths. And even, uh, you know, we talked a ton about how they would handle the Kang of it all. And this was one of the options we always knew would be around, the idea that Kang would just lose and the next, we'd have to deal with another Kang at the end of the movie. Yep. Like, uh, but I didn't expect them to, like, <laughs> it, leave off the main movie before the at post-credits. They left off with an ominous tone because, uh, like, with a jokey, ominous tone. Like, with, like... Scott is freaking out inside his head because he's like, did I just destroy the world? Did I just kill everybody? Did I kill everyone? I do that about the littlest things. I couldn't imagine if I thought that I was possibly destroyed the world. You know, (laughs) I really related with him in that moment. (laughs) Yeah, man. He said he knew it was coming and he was the only one that could stop it. Those thoughts, they just come and you're like, no, 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 no. Now I'm having a good day. I love, though, that he just, like, as he was doing that, and it was getting darker and more ominous, and it, he just, at one point, was just like, no, I'm going to stop thinking that way. No, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. And then it comes back again, though, at the birthday party. <laughs> and it ends with him taking a bite and being like, brah! <laughs> that was terrible cake! <laughs> Do you guys think that the Kang we met in this movie, he's not this, I don't think he's the same version from he who remains or like would become exactly that but do you think he is a version that was trying to do that because now we know like he mentions the kang dynasty and at the end of the movie we see what the kang dynasty is (laughs) which is what the you know the next avengers movie is called so like the next avengers is called kang dynasty and we now know that means some sort of club where all the kangs are working together uh all these i loved the last shot of so many of the Kangs, like... The scroll In that arena. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I, it was more than was, I expected. Uh, yeah. Something that I, that I plucked out of that that was really freaking awesome is uh, the Kangs that were, like, when he was teleporting in across all of the, the places or whatever, the teleportation thing that happened is exactly the same as what Reed Richards did in Multiverse of Madness when he showed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, good You're call. right. Good call. I actually thought a lot of the visuals were borrowed from Multiverse of Madness. When they were looking into the quantum storm, the little fractured like things that were going oh, on yeah. were very similar to what we saw when Wanda was reaching through the multiverse and like her mirror worlds and stuff. And what we yep. saw of the broken glass on the uh, poster. Like it all really reminded me of that, the little folding quantum realm. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of what we saw. The uh, yeah. was it the it was a probability storm. That's what it was. That's what it was. What I call the quantum storm. <laughs> that scene was insane. It really was. It was, <laughs> it was so, so crazy. crazy. Like when he, he split it. from himself. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? What the I'm hell? What the hell? One. <laughs> it was great. It's such a great scene. Oh, it had so much heart. Like the idea that all of like none of the other ones could make 
them all work together, but he was able to because Cassie was his purpose, and they and they all would believe. Like <laughs> once they knew he was doing the thing he needed to do to protect Cassie, all of the Ant Man's like joined forces. That's yep. so good. It's just so so good, and I love that. I everything leads back to saving Cassie for Scott. Like mm-hmm. that's what all of those Absolutely. probability, you know, the the potentials, I guess, were, and they all came back together. To do their part, you know, to help Cassie. I love that when, <laughs> like, they were looking at the screen and, like, Modoc and Kang are like, how the hell is he doing that? It's because he's got that singular purpose of, I need to save my dog. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Oh, it's and so these, good. These people who have been in the quantum realm all this time and know how it works are amazed. And it's purely, like, it's amazing because it makes sense. It makes sense. And I love that. I love that, like, all these, ver- it, like, it makes sense, but it's also just all heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I just so, so often you hear those like you're so, they're gonna solve it with love, and it's just like a cheesy ending to the movie. You know right. what I mean? But in that case, it just made a lot of sense. It was like no, it's because all versions of him, no matter what, his purpose has always been to be with Cassie and to protect Cassie. Oh man! And that visual from when uh, when Wasp when Hope was coming down and he was coming up and like the, it it looked like two uh, two halves of an hourglass coming together. It was cool. Right there in yeah. the middle, and then sucked them both in. Ah, oh, so so awesome. I felt so like good. there wasn't a lot of Wasp in this Ant Man and the Wasp movie. There was a lot of Janet, which I loved. Um, mm-hmm. She is the Wasp. She's so beautiful, though. Yeah, I Michelle. was amazed to see like Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, and Bill Murray sitting around a table having a conversation. It just felt so cool because those were like big actors from like eighties oh, yeah. and nineties. You know what I mean? And so it's just like neat. How awesome was Michael Douglas's look? Like that, that like <laughs> post-apocalyptic kind of road warrior type look with his hair, like you know, like kind of swept back and like the the goatee. Like he looked he awesome romancing the stones. Yeah. And I love that that little place. Just those people just had those perfect clothes all bundled and laundered and tied up and ready to go for yeah. them. <laughs> They're like high fashion, quantum desert style. Yeah. But it was very Star Wars. I thought that might be weird. That could be weird, except like the way they're all uh, traveling in a, in a big troop like that, knowing that all the buildings are sentient and can move. Like <laughs> maybe they're just a lot of the people in the quantum realm are very nomadic, you know? Like, so yeah, it makes sense. They just have like their laundry room was probably with them. Is all <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> that, was the, that was the stupidest headcanon I've ever done. Sorry. <laughs> When the, God, what was her name? When the, the leader of the, the people, the resistance fighters or whatever, uh, when she was like, they just, he destroyed our homes, that became a lot darker when you find out that the homes are alive. Like, that they're, yeah. That yeah, they're sentient. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No good. It really, really is. And like, in that case, your home is like your protector, you know? But yeah. it's also like, probably, you probably have a relationship with Probably a part of the family. Yeah, God, that is I don't dark. know if I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it, you got to pick a home based on you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta mesh with the home. You gotta date the home. It's gotta be a culture fit, really. <laughs> Just like I don't want my pets to talk, and I don't want my house to be alive. <laughs> And Scott was just happy to meet a raccoon that could talk. 
Oh my God. Now I want to read that book. That is so oh, funny. That book is coming out. It's being released uh, September 5th of this year. Really smart. I, I've already pre-ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> I can't believe they're making that a book that didn't come out with the movie. It feels like it was a marketing decision that was made very late in the game. And they're like, somebody ghost write this book. Yes. <laughs> like Somebody write this right now. Yeah. And they're going to have an audio book and they'll put Rudd is going to make a ton of money just getting to, you know, read it. Absolutely. But, he needs to narrate that audiobook. Yeah. 100%. All of 100%. his enthusiasm is Scott. I loved all of his, uh, all of his book reading moments. <laughs> so, things we wanted in this that we got, in, in, speaking of that, we got a Loki. We got a, a Loki, Loki and a Morbius in that post-credits. And he's dressed like he was in Crimson, Crimson Peak. I love that time period on him. Mm. <laughs> Mobius also joining the uh, pantheon of the very few characters who started on the TV side and moved into the movie side. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I know it's only one scene, but that's the same thing that happened with Jarvis. Um, so mm. that, was, that was neat. That was neat. I like to see that. And at least it shows that they kind of like figured out who each other were because we left in a really bad place. Is it Jarvis, Sitwell, and Mobius? Is that it? Is that the only three that, that have crossed over? What do you mean? Characters who started on the TV shows and moved to the movies. Jarvis started in Iron Man. No, I'm talking about the butler. Jarvis. Oh, Edwin Jarvis, like the actual... The, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, the actual actual Jarvis, not robot Jarvis. I think Sitwell started from not The consultant TV. or something, right? Wasn't he in the... He was definitely in the consultant, I remember that. Or no, not the consultant. That's the other one, That right? was the one shot. The one shot. Yeah, he was in the one shots, but he wasn't in a movie first. He was in the one shots first, right? I don't think so. I think he was in a movie. Okay. I might be wrong. Very well could be wrong. Daredevil, right? No, so what was in Daredevil? He was in Agents Oh no, no, no. Uh, characters that crossed over from like a TV show to a movie. Oh right, Daredevil. Thank you. Matt Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock, yeah. <laughs> Matt Murdock. And uh Kingpin. Well, no, he's he went to the series, the Hawkeye yeah, series. That's, yeah, yeah. Val, yeah, that's Val did. Val did. Uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine? Right. Yeah. They're connecting everything. They are. I love it. I love it. It's happening. Uh, good call, Dad948, <laughs> for the Matt Murdock call out there. Sitwell was in Thor. Ah, I did not remember him being in Thor. Okay. Wasn't he also cool, in cool, Winter cool. Soldier? Yeah, but that came after Avengers. Oh, uh, okay. Man, I feel like Kang was so unbelievably imposing and so, like, frightening. And Absolutely. I got exactly <laughs> what I wanted out of Kang. I mean, maybe he didn't do as much as he could have or, you know, as much as we would like to have seen. But, like, he, I think he was the right amount of terrifying yeah. for this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, he was great. He really made the movie. We saw our heroes go up against all these people in the quantum realm and be captured and be like, you know, uh, not be able to get away and all this stuff. But then it took the entirety of the quantum realm joining the heroes to be able to take Kang down, you know, like all of these people working together. It took everyone in the quantum realm turning on him and facing him down. Well, even then it wasn't enough. It took the ants showing up. All of <laughs> yeah. the ants. Yes, the thousands of years in the quantum realm ants, which I, I freaking loved that. Ugh. 
they were like Terminator ants. They all had all the cyborg stuff. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yep, it really is. And I don't want to really die is. that way, please. <laughs> yeah, no, that seems like a terrible way to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we believe Kang is dead? Dead, dead? I'm assuming, kind mm-hmm. of. I feel like, like he just got sucked inside there, but I don't know what that means. Is he small? Is he just tiny now? He got sucked into the probability storm or yeah. something. I, I so think he's definitely there's a trapped. shitload of him in there and he's going yeah. to he's going to do the scott thing of working together with himself to get out he's been doing mm. it for a long time and it hasn't worked out for him <laughs> trying to work with yeah. himself. yeah he's not he's not good, <laughs> good at luck in there buddy <laughs> yeah i, I kind of thought of that i thought that might be a post-credit sequence actually is him in the probability just like screaming storm. like the reason he's down there is because he can't play nice with the other versions of himself and now he's going to go down there and be with endless versions of himself yeah. for the rest of time. Like, that's a, that's a terrible hell to send Kang to, <laughs> that version of Kang. <laughs> that's fair, that's I fair. I loved how different this Kang was that from He Who Remains. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved the little bit we got to see of the different Kangs. And the three that sort of, like, seemed like they were sort of in charge. Um the one that was like wearing like ancient Egyptian garb, which is uh, Ramatut. And there was the one that was wearing like, I don't know, cyborg like implants that looked very uh, uh, like cyborg from the DC universe almost. Yeah, almost. Are you just saying yeah. that because he's black? No, no, I'm not. I'm okay. saying that because the tech looks similar. <laughs> they did look quite similar. That one didn't have the scars. Yeah, a lot of them didn't. I liked the gold scars on like the raw one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the gold, they were gold. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't even catch that. I didn't catch it. Was it was a mimicking the or like over the scars? That's badass. Yeah, it reminded oh, me so of good. the. Um, if you remember the scene in Omnipotent City when in Thor: Love and Thunder when they like were killing all the guards and they were just like exploding into gold. Um, Valkyrie and Thor had like splashes of gold all over their costumes. Oh from, yeah, like, all of that all that blood. So like, I just watched that like last night or the night before. <laughs> so like when I saw him with the, uh, the gold paint on his face, I was like, Holy shit. Did he kill some guards? Mm, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I just, I, I'm so excited. Like this brought the idea of Kang. I feel like, and knowing that Avengers is called Kang dynasty. It just feels like that's going to be where we finally get to face off with all of these Kangs. And I'm just really excited about it. So do we think that that Kang knew exactly what was going to happen? Because that's what he kept kind of bragging about. Like, well, I know how this is going to go. I know it's going to end. Or is it more that he just knows how it's going to end, just doesn't really know the path that it's going to take to get there? I was Hmm. just trying to understand him. (laughs) he, he, He sees time differently, is what he kept saying. I don't think he knows... He knew this was going to happen to him, um, but he definitely knows that like eventually the Kang War will come to their their universe, the six one six universe, um, and so that's what he was like warning Scott about. Um, he also knows that like his plan was apparently that's what I was going to say earlier. Do we think his, he's a very different character from He Who Remains? But it, when he described it, it sounds like his plan was similar. Like he wanted to take all those exploding universes and consolidate it into one ring. Like that was such a similar visual to what we saw He Who Remains did, 
Yeah. Right. Um, and so, is this a multiverse? Is this a version of the multiverse where they killed he who the they, because Kang Dynasty has formed? Are they just killing off all of the Kangs that are a risk to the dynasty? You know what I mean? Yeah. That are like a risk like minority to the report. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like before they do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, at least before they win. Yeah. Um, like in in this case, like because you kind of imagine in this in this scenario, like the reason they, like, what if in three movies they go and face off with the Kang Dynasty in some way, and they get their butts kicked, and they realize like we got to get someone on our side that has power to be able to fight all these Kangs, and they go back in the quantum realm and retrieve. Kang, who's been down there going crazy. Yeah, that's a that you need to put that yeah. right on the top of the board and put yeah. two thousand what's twenty seven when whenever that is. I think it's <laughs> yeah. like twenty twenty five. I don't think it's that far. Don't away. open till two thousand twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crack that letter open. Oh my god, we called it so long ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, I felt <sighs> a little bad. I felt a little bad about our prediction abilities in this one. We didn't predict the ending. Yeah, we well, well, we did. It was one of the options on the board, but it wasn't like we weren't like this is going to happen. <laughs> but we did like pretty much after the, some of those trailer breakdowns, we were like, they're going to get separated, and then Scott is going to help Kang do the thingy because blah da da da, and then the, this is going to happen, and then she's going to join him, and then she's going to explain it, and then yeah, like, we had it like pretty much mapped out. We had it beat for beat. Ugh. Yeah, so when I was watching, I was like, I'm not not enjoying this, but I definitely am not being surprised very much. Yeah. That's, like, that's not great. I was surprised at the end. When I sat down, I turned to Ken after somebody said something, and I was like, guess how this is going to end? The next, you know, Avengers movie is Kang Dynasty, so he's going to, you know, we're gonna, he's going to leave Scott down there. It's going to be terrible, or he's going to kill mm-hmm. him. I was like, oh, oh, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that until he until this Kang mentioned the Kang Dynasty and he was like, you know, he was like, I will I will destroy the Kang Dynasty. And I was like, oh, you're um, not the big bad. Oh, yeah. you're not the Avengers movie villain. You're the aperitif. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amuse-bouche. <laughs> when he started to get upset and cry, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because that's not yeah. what I expected from my, like, big bad Kang villain that we were not to you yet, but I really liked mm-hmm. this one. I'm actually, I hope that yeah, uh, you're right. Know. I hope we go back and get him. <laughs> I want to yeah. know what he lost. Cause like me too. Cause he kept saying, you have no idea what I have lost. Well, see, and that's what would be beautiful. You, we had talked about it before how like for this Kang to be really meaningful going forward, he would need to like, like he- have a have a meaningful loss in his past. We talked about his right. family, maybe his related family. Mistakes. What if he's trying to stop the Kang Dynasty from from destroying the multiverse or like causing all these incursions? So he's trying to do the He Who Remains thing and create his universe, you know. Mm-hmm. But to do so, when the Kangs find out, they came after him and destroyed his universe. So he did literally lose everything trying to go up against the Kang Dynasty. He's lost his universe now. Um, and lost everyone he loves and everything else. And so the, you could absolutely see if they go back down there to get him. He said stuff about loss, but didn't talk about what. If they go back down there to get him and pull him out, you could totally see a, a few scenes of like humanizing him where they, he says, like, do you know why I did what I did? Yeah. Do you know why I was building my empire? Yeah. I was going to build my empire so that I could bring back my family, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
so I could yeah. stop the incursions from taking any more families away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So altruistic, Kang. You know, <laughs> Such an altruistic when Kang. Janet asked him who is Kang, he said, he's who I need to be. Yes, exactly. I could totally see this Kang like coming back in like a, not exactly a hero, but kind of like a Thanos way where he like, we see what he's doing, what he's doing. We like understand what he's trying to do. And yeah. Oh. They're not going to go get him. They're not going to go get him. We're not going to see this one until Secret War. We're not going to see this one again until Secret War. He's going to be the hidden, like the the Molecule Man, where uh, he's hidden, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, and they discover him as a part of Battle World. Mm, That's my prediction. That's possible. That's possible. If Kang Dynasty, I feel like he, yeah. I feel like he'll be back to fight the Kang Dynasty. Now, whether the Kang Dynasty will still exist in Secret Wars or what, you know, I don't know. That's after the Kang Dynasty movie, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep, it is mm-hmm. the next one. But they're only they're a year apart. It's the one following it, which mm-hmm. makes me yeah. think that Kang Dynasty is going to really mess up the multiverse and force somebody to break them all down and consolidate them into battle world mm-hmm. and i really think that's going to be strange yeah i'm be. really leaning more into that god emperor strange especially with him running around the multiverse gaining in power and like mm-hmm. working with multiversal sorcerers and stuff and getting yeah that would absolutely. be nice i would mm-hmm. like that a lot or Stephen <laughs> strange yeah <laughs> i love that they've made Scarlet Witch just straight up a bad guy in Multiverse of Madness because it opens that door. Like, you know, the idea that Doctor Strange could become God Emperor Strange and be like straight up an antagonist who's, you know, doing what he thinks is right, but it's like, you know, everyone else is having to fight him. Um, that's absolutely possible. And we've seen that happen before. And so it just, it just means Marvel's willing to take those kinds of swings and I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It's also a good way to bring Wanda back into things all the way down the road towards the end of this to help fix whatever's going on. Like, redemption! <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Redemption uh, at least a version. <sighs> when Kang started breaking down his variant, talking about his variants and like showing the showing the roots of like the, the multiverse crashing into each other, I was just so excited because it's just... He mentioned incursions, which ties it to Multiverse of Madness. He mentioned uh, clearly t- variants and the uh, the way the universe looked. It just clearly tied it to Loki. Like all these multiverse things, are, it, they're paying attention from multiverse property to multiverse property. And like, I, it's one of the things we wanted to see. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We got. Yep. We got enough of a Loki cameo and reference and call out to. To satisfy mm-hmm. that need without taking away from the film overall. And the fact that, that when Mobius was like, I thought you said he was this like imposing, terrifying being. And you see Tom Hiddleston like, he is. Just, he has that look <laughs> of terror on his face. I love, 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 love that that that, that happened. That was so yeah. cool. Like, and we know that he can like, jump around now and there's going to be Kangs all over the timeline. And we've seen how many Kangs there are like in the Kang dynasty. So what <laughs> I just feel like the Loki show, 
that I mean, I used to think like Kang would just be this ever present like threat in Loki. We wouldn't see much of him, but now I feel like Loki. We could get a different Kang every week if we wanted to, <laughs> and like really explore. Like they get <laughs> Kang of the a week. Kang of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really going to show Jonathan Majors. Uh, he's going to be playing different characters, kind of like uh, yes, James McAvoy in in that movie. What was it? Split. Split. Yeah. You, you know. Like- you know what else it reminds me of? Him having to do all the uh, motion capture yeah, or whatever <laughs> for for that scene at the end where they're all like super pumped and they're like yeah rah, in that big stadium. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and that like because you know that was one Jonathan Majors standing in front of a green screen doing all that stuff and then having to do the next one and then having to do the next one. It just reminds me of that Shia LaBeouf video where he's like yelling at the screen like just you can do, do it. it, just do <laughs> it, motivation. Yep. Jonathan Majors had to stay in there and do that, and that's hilarious to me. It's a lot of work. <laughs> They're just like, because you know they were probably just like, "Hey, Jonathan, be a different Kang now," and he's like, "All right." <laughs> and now another, give us another different Kang. Give us Here's a different some more clothes. Type of cheer. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's this, so funny. This Kang has giant teeth and green skin. What would he roar like? <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. I'm back. Uh, let's y'all want to run through some of these feedbacks. Sure. Sure. So these live chats, we got a few live chats. Uh, VB Marvel fan says, Stranded Panda TV, uh, with the departure from the previous Ant-Man installments, it seems like this will be the tone with Kang being in the mix. Do you think we will see Kang in Guardians 3? Uh, how does this impact Loki Season 2? Also, Council of Kangs? Yes. <laughs> what do y'all think? Do you think uh, we, will th- we will see him in uh, Guardians 3? I don't know, because, like... I don't think so. Maybe an end credit scene, but... Yeah, I, I think, only think an end credit scene, if, if anything. Yeah, if anything, it's going to be end credits. Because, like, there's so much Guardians lore and mythos that has to be explored, and, like, there's so much of their story already that needs to be told yeah, that, like... exactly. We don't have time for Kang, but um, tis. Well... <laughs> Well, and it's James Gunn's swan song for the Marvel Universe. It's him ending the story he started uh, nine years ago. And it's like, I think he's going to want to, he's going, he's not, he's not going to let Marvel have a bunch of control over inserting things. I don't think, I think he's going to tell his story that he's had planned and close out the guardian story and then move on from there. Yeah. I trust him. Yeah, me too. But that trailer makes me sad. I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. He probably gained a lot of creative control after they fired him and wanted him back. Honestly, they probably were like, "Uh, hey, James Gunn, that whole firing thing. We're sorry. Will you come back? And he's like, "Uh, sign this paper. I guess sign this saying I don't have to do anything you want. I'm just going to do my thing with my (laughs) characters that I created. Final cut. And that is all directors need to do at the end. I bet. I bet that's exactly what he did. Um, and then, uh, how does this impact Loki season two? We talked about this a little bit, but I think it's possible we'll get a lot of Kang. And we Loki don't know two. when that's coming out. We this don't. Year we don't know sometime. when anything's going. Twenty twenty three, yeah. But okay. previous to the time it came out in like May or something, June. like r- right before. Okay, it was right June eighth. Okay. Exciting. I hope so, it's going to be fun. I hope they're hunting different ones or like trying to go back and I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I can't even. Never mind. I'm not going to guess. <laughs> I can totally see them like hunting a Kang of the week, which sounds super fun to me. Just like getting Jonathan Majors to really like 
bite into a different Kang every week, like be a different yeah, version of Kang. Oh, sounds it. great. Sounds so great. That man has chops, so he really I, does. I really think it's gonna it's gonna be great to see that happen. Oh yeah, me too. I don't know. Have we told? Have we talked about on this podcast that we're about to cover the Creed movies over on Binger's Assemble? Uh, we just did Rocky, and we're about to do the Creed movies, and I'm so excited that he's in the third one. Yeah, coming out three three twenty three. I'm excited to go see mm-hmm. that one. Go subscribe to Binger's Assemble, guys, if you're uh, interested in that, because I am super pumped about Creed one, Creed three. Uh, honestly, to rewatch the whole series because I, I love it. I've loved everything I've seen of it. I just haven't really uh, seen much in a while. It, it, it feels like it, it didn't stick with me. Like I need to like rewatch the Rocky <laughs> movies. Always feel the same way. Like I always feel when I rewatch, I'm like, oh yeah, this happens. <laughs> I'm like, that's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a summer in Philly, and it's like I'm always like watching for things I recognize. And there's a few. I'm like I bought watermelons right there <laughs> on, on Market Market Street. I bought watermelons every day. We buy watermelons. Okay, next to feedback. <laughs> Dad948. Uh, the after credit scene were both A plus. I've been waiting for this movie and shows to start trying tying together again and building momentum. Yeah. This, we've been saying this was the this was the start of that momentum, and it's I I mean like this ties directly to that scene with He Who Remains in a way that we didn't get in, in phase two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> we knew Thanos was around, we knew he was a risk. But we didn't get this. Like we're all talking about, we're ready for it to tie together. Marvel did not really do that for Phase One and Two. Three is where, like you know, we sort of really just not till Infinity War hardly that we really get the tie togethers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like to at least leading towards Endgame. You know, um, there's just post credit scene, post credit scene, post credit scene, and then I- I- Infinity War. You yeah. know, do you think this means we're going to get to see Loki in? Uh- the next Avengers movie? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought we might never see Loki in a movie again, but after seeing him at the end of Quantum Mania, and they're hunting hard. like Kangs, I feel like oh, yeah. he better be in Kang Dynasty. Yeah, and I think what's going to have to happen is Thor is going to have to have a serious encounter with Kang. Um, he even said, "Are you the one with the hammer?" <gasps> um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thor is going to have a serious encounter with Kang, and then. His brother is gonna have to show up to like give the Avengers a briefing on all the stuff they learned in Loki season two, and like the Avengers are gonna be like, "Can we trust Loki?" And like his brother is gonna be like, "Yes, we can." Like I can tell this, my brother is different now. My yeah. brother's changed. My brother's <laughs> this grown, is my brother, know? but it's not my brother. Yeah, Ugh. this but is the the trickster is. brother I've always loved, but I now trust him. You know. Oh, this is who I always hoped my brother would become. Yeah. Mm, we need that. We need that scene. <laughs> He's like, "This is your uncle, small child." Oh, yeah, yeah. This is your uncle, small child, because he has he has love. The Aww, eternity, yeah. Show him eternity. Kid introduces his uncle. Aww, Aww. uncle Loki. Aww. You know, there was that point in the rebel camp um, when, like the the drones started showing up, and like right before Modok first showed up, and I was getting really strong, like Lamentus One vibes. Like out of uh, that one episode of Loki, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Where the, oh, the moon yeah. was ending, or the world was yeah. ending, or whatever. Gosh. Where Janet lived kind of looked like um, looked like that planet where Loki and Sylvie were on, just like the deep purples and blues. Yeah, that's that's lamentable. You're talking one, about yeah. okay. I had yeah that that whole <laughs> like 
that kind of like desolate barren landscape almost but like where the the city or the the buildings were crashing down and like being destroyed and like everything was just crazy hell like and huge dust clouds and all that like it felt a whole lot like that one sequence in that one episode of loki yeah man i loved i just absolutely loved those characters um the rebels like i want more of their story like i would yeah. i want like them rebuilding the world with the help of the ants you know like i want yeah they get to have like, those ants now yeah, yeah. very said, helpful answer. ants what are those do we have those down here <laughs> and <laughs> i guess they can go back and forth easily now between the quantum realm and our realm because of what cassie made <sighs> Yeah, well, they they built the quantum tunnel in in Ant Man two, and they had that little submersible that let them get down there. Mm-hmm. But I guess with the beacon now, they can just like open a portal, which does make it easier for sure. Yeah. Um. So a couple characters that I really would highlight: uh, Quaz, I guess it was his name in the movie, but William Jackson Harper, Cheaty. who played Cheaty on The Good Place. Oh, so good to see him, and like him showing up in this just made me like, okay. Don't waste Cheaty. Was that Get the mind more. reader? Yep. Yeah. The Do you mind know what reader. I know him from? Dark Phoenix. What? Oh, He's who was the, in Dark Phoenix? He is uh, Jessica Chastain's uh, main counterpart. The two of them. Like, okay. were the leaders of that group of people. Interesting. Oh, huh. second Marvel role, you know? <laughs> um, that's neat. Uh, and then also, uh, Katie M. O'Brien uh, played uh, Gentora, the the big, like, like Gentora, that's her name. The leader. The leader, yeah. Yeah. I was in love with her. Me too. I was like, I abs. It. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <Christ. laughs> she could beat the shit out of me. I love you. She was really cool. I, I want more of her too. I just, the, that character, and then of course the comedy uh, stylings of the guy who likes holes. Uh, I just need. I need a I need a show with those four as like the main characters. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I would watch a Disney Plus series about that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch it right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Waterfall Angel uh, in the Twitch chat says, "So is the Mobius a different Mobius? The Mobius we see at the end of Loki would know what Kang looks like because there was a giant statue of him in the TVA." Um, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. It, he at least has different memories at that point, but no, you're right. It, that's after he loses, he changes his memories. So I yeah. don't know. That's what I'm saying. It seems like this one knows what is going on. <laughs> I think Loki goes to, this is my, my uh, prediction, I guess for it is that Loki is getting the help of Mobius in that universe. Oh, mm. like he's in the, it's that timeline, okay. Like, yeah, maybe the, Mo- the Mobius that exists there, or he he plucks a Mobius out and like has him come and help him. I I have a feeling it's the same Mobius, and this is that scene that we got with them when they go to find what's the trio called the Living Tribunal or whatever, not the Living Tribunal. Is that who they were? Uh, the Timekeepers. <laughs> the Timekeepers. Uh, that's who we theorized that they were. Uh, the Timekeepers, right? It's like maybe the statue is there. We see we, they they knew about the timekeepers because they were up there. They were these like worshipped beings, but they didn't really know who they were. And Loki's trying to unmask who Kang is. He's like, no, like just like they did with the timekeepers in the first one, find out they're animatronic. In mm. this one, they'll be like, 
He's like, no, th- th- this guy is not to be worshipped. He's this guy. He's this nefarious guy. And he goes and he's like, this guy doesn't look nefarious at all. What are you talking about? He just looks <laughs> like him. Or so, you know, like he's got to convince Mobius that, that like Kang is bad. What do you think he promised him to get him there? I think he promised him a jet ski? Mm, Two. Not in, not in that time period. <laughs> I know they have traveling shows, but I don't think any of those traveling shows have jet skis. Uh, but yes, uh, Kakron just said in the chat, jet ski arc win? Um, yes, we, we definitely need a always full a on jet, jet ski arc. Always a jet ski. <laughs> always jet ski. Always jet ski. Uh, Waterfall Angel says in the chat, uh, missed the beginning of the cast. Did you touch... On the fact that there was no Luis, how dare they? I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because we have not touched on it. I was shocked that there was no Luis. I, I didn't was think shocked. That was gonna. We're moving on from that. No, I'm <laughs> still <laughs> upset. That's what I, I meant. Really the upset. tone was completely wrong. <laughs> there was the, no Luis. Meant, yeah. There was no. Yeah. Uh, no XCon. Kurt. There was no. What was his name? Polka what was Ti's character's name? Guy? I don't know. XCon is their company. <laughs> yeah, there was no the trio of XCons. I yeah. just don't see how it would have made sense because um, it happened so fast. Unless it was in the beginning, like being like, "Hey, friends yeah. who still live in San Francisco." Right. That's what I thought. I thought we were just going to get a, a scene like at the beginning, a birthday party or something. We we got yeah. a Jimmy Woo, Kenny, we did. A Jimmy we Woo, did. and no, Louise, and Baskin Robbins guy, and Baskin yeah. Rob Baskin Robbins always finds out. We got a bunch of people in this movie from the other movies, but like a bunch of references, but no Luis. Nobody important. They weren't heisting at that time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're off on an important heist. I, I talked about it on the cast. Like, we still, we maybe we'd find out what happened to Cassie during the blip. Like, did she have her mom and uh, her mom's husband or whatever? And like, we didn't even find that out. She de aged. <laughs> the actress that got in Infinity War just did not look. I know I'm not a mother, but that did not look like the right age. This one looked more age appropriate. Like she looked a little old. She's supposed to be, it was five years when we saw her in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's what? Nine? Something like that. Yeah. She's got no, like some teeth missing. Like she's a little kid. Yeah. Maybe about nine. Cause she says six, 10, 11, 12, 13, was, uh, 14. Okay. So five years, she's 14. And they hired that 19-year-old to play Cassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think we didn't notice, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even notice they changed the actresses, if I'm being honest. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I, just don't, I don't notice people's faces. I'm really, I'm face blind. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I loved about the Cassie arc of it all is she says, like, my life's never been normal. I was attacked by a guy in a bee suit when I was six. And then in this movie her big third act fight is against that guy in the bee suit. Yes. Yeah. A giant face. <laughs> yeah. I liked it because it's like, that's probably been the thing that's been, she says it like, that's when my life changed. Like that's when my life was no longer normal. Yeah. You know? And that was probably really traumatic. And now she's been like carrying that around as like the thing that made her life change. And now she got to be a superhero and fight him. And I just thought that was fun. And they didn't like really call it out. Even it was just like a nice subtle thing. And not only fight him, but, like, she got to bring him back to the side of good. Yeah. If there yeah, was that, one. In yeah, that, yeah. Like, that take, to, that take to camera of, like, it's never too late to stop being a dick. <laughs> I He's just it like, so <laughs> So many people need to hear that. Yep. Uh, just, just stop. Just stop it. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, it looks like that's about all the feedback. Uh, you guys got any last thoughts on uh, on, on Quantum Mania? I'm excited to see it again, and I'm excited to let it sit in a little bit more and read it more feedback when we get emails and bring more things up because it is so hard. It's like I don't know, ten thirty eight here, and I'm I'm like I know so much more happened, and I just can't. Oh yeah, I can't bring it out. Well, that's why we have these instant reactions, just to just to get something out and th- to the world about talk this movie because we're all excited. But uh, over the next few weeks, and that's a, that's a great transition because guys, if you're here, it's your first time finding the MCU cast. Uh, we are just fans who love this stuff and love to talk about it and love to have these conversations uh, like fans do because that's what we are. And if you like this, if you've enjoyed this, join us. Please subscribe. Uh, find us here. Find us on YouTube at Stranded Panda. And um, yeah. Just subscribe, hit that subby button on whatever app you're using, and we're, we do MCU cast every week. We talk about feedback from our listeners, we do uh, retrospectives on old movies, we talk to people about what they love about Marvel, we do all kinds of things, just we're big fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, we'd love to have you join us on this little journey and be part of the, part of the family. Um, and if you want to do that, uh, go over and hit that sub button. And uh, thank you... To everyone who swapped over, we created new Patreon tiers a few weeks ago, uh, beginning of February. Uh, if, if, if you've been away for a while and you're finally back because Quantum Mania is out and you haven't heard us talk about it, there are new Patreon tiers. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. If you have been a patron a while, you should go and swap to the new tiers so you get all the exclusive content and everything. That would be awesome. Um, we're doing monthly charges now instead of weekly or like per podcast or whatever it's it's a long story we talked about it on a previous episode <laughs> it's easier now don't worry it's much easier yes that's all you need to know really <laughs> and yeah and we're going to do some shout outs next week to some some of the new patrons uh start doing those shout outs but let me shout out i i shouted out in the credits but uh shout out our very first illuminati tier patron we have an illuminati tier patron we have an illuminati tier patron Wow. Uh, that a is incredibly kind, a real one. I talked to him and everything. Uh, he's been a patron a while, but he he joined. The, he swapped to the Illuminati level. Uh, Walter Kreisky the Third. Thank you. Uh, he's been a patron a while, but he uh, he jumped in as really? the uh, first Illuminati patron, which is the hundred dollar <laughs> level. Which is we didn't think we we didn't even know if we'd get one. So thank you very much, Walter. We were like wild card. Thank you, Walter. Yeah, that's it's freaking awesome. Um. And we'll be back very soon with more MCU cast. Uh, oh, uh, Ash, tell them about your podcast. Oh, uh, if you like horror, you can find my podcast on all the things at Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, where we just kind of Joe Bob Briggs, Elvira style, break down movies and give recommendations and talk about news. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. It's really not though. I get so many people who are like, "We hate horror," and I really yeah. like watching it or listening to the show because we don't have to watch it, but we get to hear about how movies are made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys do a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff that like makes really just interesting stuff to learn. I love it. Um, all right, guys. Well, we'll be back soon. Uh, have a good one. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. A big shout out to our brand new first ever Illuminati tier patron, Walter Kreisky III. Thank you, sir. 
If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.